0: This podcast is brought to you by JAM, Junction Arts and Media, building community in the Upper Valley through media.
1: Hello, and welcome to Shelf Help, a podcast where booksellers help you answer one of life's trickier, and we argue most important questions. What should you read next? I'm Lisa, co-founder of The Book Jam, a nonprofit designed to help you find your next great book. And now I'm going to let the talent for this podcast introduce themselves.
0: Hi, I'm Jen from Still North Books and Bar in Hanover, New Hampshire. I'm Emma from the Norwich Bookstore in Norwich, Vermont.
1: And I'm Carrie from the Yankee Bookshop in Woodstock, Vermont. And if you're a recurring listener, you know our episodes answer questions from listeners. So send us your reading dilemma to shelfhelpuv at gmail.com or use your preferred social media method to reach any of these three amazing independent bookstores via their social media venues. I will say Instagram seems to be our most popular way to reach us. So shout out for that. We do our best to answer all questions we receive in upcoming episodes. And with that, we jump into recommendations and book talk. For this episode, each of our booksellers has been asked to discuss one book, eh, sometimes two, they recommend that answers today's question. And today's question comes from Hey, Miss Margie via Instagram, speaking of. And they are looking for an informational but easy to digest book. And I don't know who's most excited about this or who wants to start. I can go first. Go, Jen.
0: Okay. <laughs> so. For my pick for this, I wanted to recommend Amiya Srinivasan's The Right to Sex, which was published by FSG maybe a year or two ago. She's an amazing Marxist feminist who compiled a bunch of essays she's written about sex and the ways we talk about it. So her essays kind of range from talking about the uptick of Incel violence that we've seen in the US. There's a really cool essay on pornography. The first one's all about like the Me Too movement and kind of like a run through of that. And just in general, it is very digestible, even if you don't know that much about the topic or are wary about maybe some of her point of views. She's like very well researched and will take you through all of her argumentation. And you can get through it in like 45 minutes or so. I read it on the plane. So, yeah. (laughs) I don't know what the people next to me were thinking, but.
1: Yeah, it is a great book. Would recommend. I really wish you would have turned to them and asked for their opinion. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts an on an porn? Essay on pornography? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are your thoughts, sir? Discuss.
2: <laughs> what do you think? You mm. want next? Do you want to go? <laughs> All right.
3: Now for something completely different. So if you want to learn about money, what I would recommend is Naked Economics* by local author Charles Whelan. This is the funniest book about economics I've ever read. Frankly, it's the
1: only book about economics (laughs) I've ever read. So it's also the saddest, the angriest. I guess so.
3: (laughs) But I've I've never read a book about math that made me laugh, so I really appreciate that.
1: And allowed you to rhyme.
3: That's true. Yes, not not intentional. It's really just a general overview of economics. It's super accessible, and after I finished it, I felt smarter and better informed, which is really all you can ask for when reading about math.
1: That's awesome. Okay, I have two. You can have two. (laughs) I have more. If you you want more, I'm sure someone will jump in with something else.
2: So the first one is one that I'm I'm picking through right now because in my inability to finish any book, I just have been starting a whole bunch of things. It is called Cultish: The Language of Fanaticism by Amanda Montell. I came to this book. I mean, I saw the cover and I loved it because it's like got like trippy, yeah. 70s style like bright colors and stuff and then there's like a old school drawing of a UFO on there so it's, it's very fun but she runs a podcast with a stand up comedian friend of hers called Sounds Like a Cult where they talk about like modern day organizations and clubs and businesses and the culture that surrounds them and whether or not they would fit the definition of a cult. Do they ever talk about
3: religion?
0: Uh
2: that's a little too serious. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be like probably like a whole season they would do about that but one of the I think it might be Amanda herself the author her dad was raised in Sinanon, so yeah so like oh, she has wow. like firsthand so- life experience with cults and then she started studying linguistics in college and so she's very well informed the book so far is very fun and digestible and I highly recommend the podcast too it just yeah I, I really love she's looking at like how language is power for these various groups and it's it's really neat because i haven't finished it i can't offer more than that at this time but i also in a completely different spectrum have a recommendation from one of our booksellers kylie it's george a magpie memoir by frida hughes and frida hughes is the daughter of sylvia plath and ted hughes Um, she is an artist and the book is filled with delightful illustrations but she takes in a magpie and raises it in the house and then she draws all these really amazing pictures of it and talks about it so it's like a memoir but there's also some you know actual factual stuff in there too but this is what Kylie had to say Poet and painter Frida Hughes moves to a project house in the Welsh countryside and rescues a baby magpie whose nest was destroyed in a storm The story of George, a wild and unruly bird, is also a poetic meditation on love and loss and finding connection in unexpected places Poignant, funny, and richly illustrated by the author, this is a charming memoir
1: Oh wow! Awesome.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Also has a great cover. I don't have that here, but you should look it up
1: because it's... I wonder how many trinkets were stolen from the house while this magpie lived. Like (laughs) Like how how many (laughs) barrettes (laughs) went missing and, you know. There was that... I had a quarter. I guess it would be a pound, like a euro or something. And yeah. That's fun. Emma, did you have another one? You said you had a couple. I mean, sure. Yeah.
3: Go. General author recommendation. Charles Duhigg, who wrote The Power of Habit and smarter, better, faster, or faster, better, smarter. Definitely those three words in some order. Um, It's one of those kind of self-help books, kind of like pop psychology books, kind of sociology books um, that I am super attracted to. Power of Habit in particular is all about like how to have good habits, but he always throws in really interesting like stories. For example, I know all about the creation of Febreze and it's a fascinating (laughs) story. You would not think so. Also, I think in one of his books he talked about the movie Frozen and how it was going to be like a completely different movie and then they had to totally change it after showing it to an audience that hated it and did not react well to it. So just like really fun and interesting kind of general information that I still think about like a lot, especially the Febreze one. I don't know, it always comes back to me. But I'm not going to spoil it for you. You've got to read the book if you want
1: to learn about how Febreze was created. Or corner you at a cocktail party because I feel like these are the (laughs) things <laughs> so 'll come up at a cocktail party. <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> Fun fact.
0: <laughs> Wait, what is the umbrella topic of the book? Just fun facts? Uh, habits. Oh, oh, yeah. oh I see the word. Of the power of habits. Smarter,
3: better, faster is also, it's just, it's kind of self-improvement generally, mm. but through, like, he talks about it through the lens of these different, like, stories and different habits that other people made and different innovations that other people did. Sounds like a lot of good commencement speeches in there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're recording this during commencement season, so it's too late for the 2023 speech, people, but for those of you lined up for 2020, Twenty-four. Here's some books for you. And with that, unless someone's going to jump in, I hope this helps you, Miss Margie. Hey, Miss Margie. Mm -hmm. That's all we got. I hope this helps you, hey, Miss Margie, have a better summer full of information that is easy to digest. People should follow Hey, Miss Margie on Instagram. Great art. Oh, fun. Yeah. Well, there's a fun fact. So to sum, we discussed... The Right to Sex
3: by Amia Srinivasan. Kid Economics by Charles Whelan and Charles Duhigg's... General, over how however you say that one.
1: I have no idea. Mm. <laughs> no idea will correct us,
3: I'm
2: sure. Nice. <laughs> Au revoir. Yeah, it might be. Cultish, The Language of Fanaticism by Amanda Montel, and George, A Magpie Memoir by Frida
1: Hughes. Hmm. Excellent. And with that, we end this episode. Shelf Help is brought to you by The Book Jam, a nonprofit designed to help readers find their next great book. Junction Arts Media and these three fabulous Upper Valley Bookstores, the Yankee Bookshop in Woodstock, Vermont, the Norwich Bookstore in Norwich, Vermont, and Still North Books and Bar in Hanover, New Hampshire. If you've got a reading dilemma, contact us at shelfhelpuv at gmail.com or reach any of these three fabulous stores using their social media venues. We're here to help your shelves. Thanks for being with us, and see you next time on Shelf Help.
0: Thank you for listening to this jam podcast. If you have found this program interesting and would like to find more upper Valley content or learn how to produce your own media, please visit us at uvjam.org.